What are we doing? Jay asked Michael, his bodyguard. He stretched in his seat to see the traffic in front of them. Michael looked at Jay in the rear view mirror and said, yeah, I think there's an accident up ahead. It was bumper to bumper traffic for as far as Jay could see. There's no way he's going to make it to his show on time. His manager, Greg, was going to kill him. It was his fourth and luckily final stop of the day, and he had been late to every one. He had a late night, and of course he had to start his day at the gym. 6% body fat and washboard abs didn't just happen on their own. An investment into his body was an investment into his career. He tried to remember where exactly he was going. His guest was on some late-night talk show. After all the traveling he did in the last few months, it was hard enough to know what city he was in, let alone the next thing on a schedule. Whoever thought doing a string of tour dates on top of promo was a good idea? Obviously never lived it. Jay wished he had his cigarettes with him. The record label recommended he quit smoking so he didn't ruin his voice. He didn't think smoking had any effect on his voice. If anything, the bottle of whiskey he finished off the night before is what's causing the rasp. Jay thought it added texture. The label saw it as a liability to his career. Still, he didn't think anyone gave Nat King Cole any slack for his chain-smoking habits. The stress of traffic made him crave a smoke. Hey, man, uh, do you got any smokes? Jay asked Michael. Pulling forward a few feet before stopping yet again, the driver looked in the rearview mirror at Jay. I'm sorry, sir. I don't. I wouldn't be able to allow you to smoke in the vehicle anyway. Company policy. Jay sat back in his seat, dissatisfied. He flipped through his phone. Besides his band, a few friends, and some family, he didn't have many people he talked to. Part of the reason was that he was so busy. The other part was that he was an asshole. He knew it, but didn't care. He'd rather lay the cards on the table instead of biting his tongue. Jay's publicist told him to just smile and nod if he didn't have anything nice to say. He found it was harder to do in practice. To the rest of the world, he was the charmer. To the few who knew him, he was a loose cannon. His label made his last two assault charges disappear before they went public. Still, the rumors flew. Michael finally inched his way closer and closer to an exit, and soon they were cruising down Sunset Boulevard. Within minutes, they reached the studio. Jay waited for Michael to come around to his door to let him out. Once the door was open, he was bombarded with flashing lights and the sound of screams. Most of the screams were from the teenaged girls who idolized him, but there were a few women who were only there to personally tell him how horrible of a person he was. He saw the posters at his shows. He knew what they thought about him. Signing over the booklet from his latest CD to one girl, he thought her name was Amy, but she might have said Katie. Her mother decided to join in with the protests. Do you hit your wife like you beat up that man in Atlanta? Mom, stop! Amy, or Katie, whined. Jay scribbled his name and passed it back to the girl. He flashed a smile to the mother, per his publicist's instruction, and moved on to the next group. Still, the mother persisted. Just because you were able to pay him off doesn't make you any better of a person. Money can't buy you everything. Jay's temper boiled, and he looked right in the mother's eyes. Why don't you shut up? You don't even know what you're talking about. The building security stepped between them, and Jay's bodyguard pulled him away. When Jay got inside, he realized he was in an office building, not a TV studio. Was he wrong? This way, sir. Michael pointed toward the elevator. In the elevator, Jay called his manager, Greg. 
Where am I supposed to be right now? It was a stupid question, but one that got asked a lot. Greg sighed and answered, KTSA, it's a radio station. You have a radio interview. Where are you now? Jake could almost picture Greg closing his eyes and rubbing his forehead, his usual expression when it came to Jay. I guess I'm at the station, Jay said. I'm not really sure. I thought I was on Jay Leno or something. No, that's tomorrow, Greg droned. Come on, get organized. You were supposed to be on the air 15 minutes ago. The producer's been calling me to see where you are. Yeah, yeah, Jay ignored him. He didn't even bother to tell him about traffic. It wouldn't have mattered. They'd been through it before. Greg wasn't the best manager. By that, it meant that he and Jay often argued. Jay had been meaning to find a new one, maybe after this album cycle.